Hi, Nurse Lala here with MedSearch Nursing, LLC. I want you to be successful in your nursing career, and I want you to be just as knowledgeable as I am. So I've decided I'm giving back to the next generation of nurses. I'm providing you with access to my professional development courses for free. That's right, absolutely free, but only for a limited time. Nurses, nursing students, don't miss out on this wonderful opportunity to help build your resume. Visit MedSearchNursingLLC.Teachable.com to enroll today. Got your boy, um, Barry Coleman. I, I'm so happy to be on this another episode of Understanding the Nursing Game. I got a very, very, very special guest for today. I'm so happy. And guess what? I normally read the quote of the day, and because y'all tired of me stuttering and struggling through this quote of the day, I'm going to allow her to give the quote of today. Ms. Aviana, go ahead and provide the quote of today. Perfect. Listen, he said I was giving him Michelle Obama vibes. I said, we have to hit him with the quote of the day. It's got to be when they go low, we go high. Oh, I I love that. I'm beyond with you. I want you to dive into when you hear when they go low, we go high. What did that mean to you? When people stoop to low levels and how they treat you, how they act, what they do, the disrespect and stuff like that. Doesn't mean that you have to stoop to their level. You go high, you continue to excel, you continue to achieve and overcome. Oh man, that that is beauty. That is beautiful. I know I'm sure somebody needed to hear that. I'm beyond with you. I needed to hear that. So I want to tell you, Evian, thank you for that quote of today. Absolutely. All right. So hey, I'm gonna start this show off like I do every other show. Tell everybody where you're from. Listen, born and raised in East Texas. I was there all the way up until, I think, 2007, and then I moved to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Yeah, yeah, East Texas. Go ahead, tell everybody exactly where you're from. Um, Well, I'm from originally in East Texas, a little small country town called Gladewater. Population 6,000, and it's about an hour (laughs) outside of Shreveport. It's an hour outside of Shreveport? Mm Mm-hmm. But it's it's one of those, if you blink, you're going to miss it. Okay. Okay. One blanking light. <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Tell us what got you into nursing. So um, my mom is a nurse. Um, mm-hmm. She's been a nurse my entire life. And there was a couple of things. When I was growing up, many people said to me, oh, you're going to be a nurse like your mom. I said, no, I'm not going to be a nurse like my mom. I'm going to do something else. Uh, mm-hmm. When I got into high school, I didn't quite know what I was wanting to do. Um, I thought I was going to go into maybe uh, computer technology of some sort. And I had actually signed the paperwork to to come to Dallas to go to college at DeVry. And it, it just it just didn't feel right. I wasn't ready. And so um, I stayed home. I went to Kilgore College and I decided, you know what? I know nursing. 
because I've been around her this whole time. I'm going to go ahead and do it. I like to take care of people. I like to care for them. I like to learn about the body and stuff like that. And plus she said, in joking, but she said, nursing is the only thing I'm going to pay for. So I said, you know what? I better go ahead and go to nursing school. So that started my career off. Mm, Okay. Okay, then. Now, you say you went to what college again? Kilgore. So did you get your uh, nursing degree from there? Mm-hmm. I got an associate in 2005. All right. All right. You got an associate in 2000. Oh, I got a lot of material then. Okay. So uh, <laughs> tell me about the struggles that you had at Kilgore and trying wow. to uh, attain your nursing degree. Um, I was super, 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 super young. I went, I went straight through. So as soon as I graduated from high school, I went straight through every, every opportunity to take a class. I took a class, many masters, summer, all of it went straight through, got accepted into the program. And I think it was one of those things that I didn't know what I was getting myself into because it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was a hot mess, but you know what? I, I'm, I'm competitive and I think I have a, a certain, a little bit of intelligence. So I say, you know what? We're going to make this work. We're going to make it work. It was rough because I'm like, I got to stay up late at night. I got to get up early in the morning. And I I don't want to do any of that. I want to hang out or go to church or something else. I don't want to do this all the time, you know? So anyways, um, you know, we all go through that when we go through nursing school. It's it's a little Mm -hmm. bit more challenging than we're expecting. And then during that time, unfortunately, my, um, my parents were divorcing. And that was, that was a, Definitely a challenge. Definitely a challenge during that time. But you know, we made it through, and here we are today. So, I don't Mm -hmm. think my my journey in nursing school is is unlike anybody else's. You know, and I always tell young people when they're getting ready to go into nursing school, I say, you know, make sure you got good, strong support system and resources because if anything is going to happen, it's going to happen to you in nursing school. You're going to come get, on now. You may get sick. Somebody's going to die. Something's going to happen, you know, so just be, be prepared, be ready. Life is going to happen. It right. is what it is. So that's pretty much it. I mean, I made it through. So. Okay. All right, then. So, um, you graduated from uh, Kilgore Kilgore College. College. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're working as a nurse um, early on, and what experience led you to the point to where you wanted to go back to school to get your bachelor's? Um, well, I always said that I was going to go back. I just mm-hmm. wasn't quite sure when because as soon as I graduated with my ADN, I immediately hit the floor running. You know, right. And early on, I kind of, I got off on a bad foot just because I was working a weird shift. Um, I went through several preceptors, so I never really got a good solid foundation in the beginning. So I struggled for a long time. I moved up here and, you know, on top of that, personal uh, situations and things were going on at home. So when I moved up here to the Dallas area, had a fresh start. And initially was going good. Everything was working out. And then the floor that I was working on actually was kind of a cardiovascular day surgery. So we did heart calves and EP lab and stuff like that. And it went from heaven to hell in six months. (laughs) In six months. I got to get the hell out of here. Well, it took me a while to leave. It took me about five and a half years to leave, honestly. But during that time, I I was getting that typical nursing mentality. Where when I first started nursing, 
BSN wasn't that big of a deal, right? Mm-hmm. And ADM was perfectly fine. Right. And then as I navigated through nursing, I started hearing the whispers of, we're not going to hire anybody. You can't transfer. You're not going to be able to be in management. You know, you're not going to be able to do anything. And I knew at the time that I didn't want to stay doing what I was doing. And so I decided, okay, now is the time. We're going to go ahead and go back to school, get your BSN, and um, see if we can open up some more doors with the BSN, right? So mm-hmm. that's what that's what kind of led me, you know, moving up here to the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And they were getting really, really strict about people having BSN. They were putting mandates on, like, if you don't have it within 18, 24 months, then you can't work here type of thing. So mm-hmm. I was starting to hear those whispers and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and just do it on my own. So, okay. All right, then. So, um, now I have some mentees that listen to my episodes on a regular basis. I would like for you to kind of explain the disadvantage of having multiple preceptors or better yet. Can you explain the orientation phase from being a brand new nurse to being to having a preceptor to being on your own. Absolutely. So um, as soon as I, well, right before I graduated, the hospitals came around and they were courting us. Hey, we're going to give you this sign on bonus that. So I had already signed on with the local hospital before graduation, got out of school, graduated, hadn't taken NCLEX just yet, but was able to still start practicing as a graduate nurse. So went to the floor, started practicing. I had preceptor, my initial preceptor. Um, and I, I started working at an 11 to 11 shift. So on this floor, it's a telly floor mm, and they okay. have seven, a seven P seven P seven a, but they also have a seven to three shift and a three to 11 shift and 11 to three shift. So they created an 11, 11 position. So I'm thinking, Oh, I like this position because I don't like to get up too early and I still get to go home and, and go to bed at a decent time. So nice. the preceptor that I have, Um, what we would do is we would do admits and discharges for the first four hours. And then we would take over the people who were leaving at from seven to three. (laughs) I know exactly. Hey, we used to take over. Exactly. At at three o'clock that, that, that shift right there is, it's not a good one to take over. So yeah, I would take over the seven to three people Mm -hmm. and in, in those eight hours, try to get in, you know, essentially 12 hours worth of work. Right. So my preceptor, uh, she would go missing, couldn't find her. And some of the other nurses on the floor, you know, I'd be standing at the Omni cell trying to get stuff out and I need her to help me. She's nowhere to be found. I would ask another nurse. The other nurse is like, you just need to go find your preceptor type of thing. Um, She would talk down to me. So it it wasn't a good fit. Long story short, I'm drowning. I'm not learning anything. And now it's not a good fit. So I went and talked to my manager and it was just really inconsistent on the preceptors. Um, mm-hmm. They tried to put me on her schedule, but, you know, sometimes she working whatever, doing whatever. And sometimes she would charge, too. So I'm like, I, you can't be my preceptor and be the charge nurse, too. You know what I mean? Right. So with that being said, um, throughout that time, they would put me with certain people because she may be off or whatever. And so I finally went to the manager. And I'm like, I'm drowning. Like six months out of school. I'm about to break that sign on bonus and I'm about to leave, you know? Mm -hmm. And so the solution was they moved me to night shift and they moved me with a more consistent preceptor. And that, Mm -hmm. that at least helped me to be above water. So what I would say to new nurses, I would say a couple of things. 
um, consistency is, is key, is very key. It is super, super key. Um, if you are with a preceptor that is not working out for you, you need to speak up and speak up pretty quickly because at the end of the day, you're not going to be in training forever. Eventually, they're going to put you out on the floor and sure expect do. you to perform. So you want to be ready. You know, there, of course, there's only so so far you can be ready, but at least be comfortable with taking your patient load and, you know, knowing the appropriate things to ask and, and whatnot. Like she was just leaving me out to the wolves. And I'm right. like, I don't know if I'm supposed to do this or not. She's not teaching me anything, things like that. So my thing would be get all that you can get during that time and make sure that you speak up. You know, make sure you're in communication with your preceptor and or manager and make sure that you uh, communicate to them. Like if it ain't working, it ain't working. You know what I mean? And if you need somebody new, if you feel like you need a little bit of additional time, speak up because eventually you're going to be out on the floor and they're going to expect you to be ready to go. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because uh, a lot of new nurses, they don't have that voice. They don't have that voice to speak up, speak up for themselves. And I'm going to be honest with you. When I was a brand new nurse, I went through the same thing. I didn't have a, nur- uh, a nursing uh, preceptor today. I- I- I'm going to be honest. With you. I-, I felt like she didn't give a fuck about me. Yeah. She was just getting that preceptor role. I mean, I'll pay. But she, at the end of the day, she didn't care. So I understand exactly what you mean. And so getting a good preceptor can be the the difference between you getting burnt out and leaving the profession early yeah, on. It can. It, it can be very much the uh, the difference maker. So um, for those that's tuning in, be the voice. Go to your manager and give them uh, feedback. Give, be willing to um, be willing to go in and speak to have the courage. A lot of times the nurses, the brand new nurses don't have the courage to speak up for themselves. So have the courage to speak up for yourself and um, and and allow allow yourself to grow. And if you ain't like if you're not liking the situation, speak up and maybe they can put you with somebody else. They can help. um, They can help give you get you from being a new graduate to being a competent uh, nurse to where you can take care of a patient in a safe manner. Go ahead. I think, too, we have to get into a create a headspace where you are open to learning different things and pivoting if necessary. And what I mean by that, because I, I see a lot of new nurses, they're like, I'm, I'm going to be an OB nurse and that's that. And they will right. struggle. You know, they get an OB and like, I really don't like this, but my heart's desire was to be an OB nurse the whole entire time. My heart's desire was to be a pediatric nurse. And so when I was in nursing school, I didn't listen to none of the geriatric stuff. None of it. Mm. And in my 16-year career, I ain't touched one pediatric yet. Mm, gotcha. <laughs> so create a, a space where you can have different places that you want to work and be in, but create a space where you're learning. It, it, those first, that first six months out of school is crucial. The first two right. years out of school are crucial, Right. So you want to create a a mindset in a space where you're really, really learning and don't get to the point where you say, you know, I've made it. I've graduated from school. I'm burnt out with learning and I'm done because I did that, too. I went home. I went to work. And that was that. And so outside of the 20 CEUs that I had to meet for the state of Texas, I didn't go to no more seminars. I didn't go to no I didn't read nothing else. I didn't study that. I was done. I was done consistently still learn technology healthcare are ever evolving so consistently learn what you need to know 
All right, so since you said that, now I'm going to give people a little bit more background about myself. 2018, I went to New Orleans. I'm an operating room nurse. Uh, I went to the Association of Operating Room Nurses Convention, and um, I learned a lot. You know, I was able to participate in certain uh, activities. I got some CEUs from it, and more importantly, I got a chance to network with other operating room nurses. Are you saying that nurses are very young nurses should do something like that? Absolutely. I mean, you know, just just seek as many opportunities as you can, because the more that your environment, you know, you're around things or whatever, you'll pick up stuff, you'll learn, you'll absorb. You'll also, um, if you're always under one person, right? Uh, yes, I want you to be under one person as your preceptor because you need to get structure and things like that down. But also still question or ask or or network with other nurses because we all bring a different level of experience to the game or mm-hmm. different different um, experiences that we've had that we can share with you. We could teach you or whatever. Go to events and stuff because different different hospitals do things differently. That's right. Different states do things differently. That's right. Men do things differently than we Come do. Come on now. You know. <laughs> Older nurses do things differently than the younger ones. The management does stuff. There. You know, everybody does something different. Mm-hmm. So get a wide variety and ask these questions, especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, I want to get to this point. Okay. You got your bachelor's. What made you want to go back and get your, your, your master's? So um, that was another thing. So shortly after I got my bachelor's, a lot of the nurses on the floor were going straight back into MSN. Um, they were either becoming nurse practitioners or they were doing um, MBAs. Okay. A lot of nurses were doing that. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want to do either one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to do it. So I was looking at the options. You know, whenever you specialize in a master's degree, you kind of have, you got to pick something. Like you either go to education or you're going to go be a midwife, or you got to pick something. Right. Right. And I said, well, um, I love to teach. I love to mentor. I love to inspire. I don't think education, nursing education is the the most sexiest one, but Mm -hmm. this is my lane and this is what I like to do. I knew I didn't want to be an MP because I don't want that type of responsibility, nor that Mm -hmm. type of stress. Um, I knew I didn't want to be a, a CNS or none of the other ones. And I said, you know what? I'm just going to wait before I go back. I'm going to wait because I don't want to go back and spend that money and time doing something when I'm not completely clear on the direction and just because everybody else is doing it. Mm-hmm. So I decided, you know what? I'll wait. And so I waited, 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 waited. And then I decided, you know, now's the time that I'm going to do it. And I was in a much better headspace when I decided to go back. Mm -hmm. I went back for me. It was a personal accomplishment that I wanted, not because some hospital was telling me I had to go and get the degree. I wanted it for myself. And I knew going into a master's of science in nursing education, I knew going in, my heart's goal was never to work at a university full-time, was never to work as as an educator at the hospital Mm full-time. I never... I never went into it with that mentality. I went into it thinking that if I ever got a job in one of those positions, I would be cool with it. You know, that's not a bad thing. But mm. my focus is nurse entrepreneurship, period. Mm. So okay. 
So it was about how can I educate nurses about using their skill set in order to create generational wealth and health for years to come? That's what I said I'm going to do. Well, here's the thing. Society and generationally, we're taught that we just need to, you know, we've made it once we go to school and we, we on, get man. a fancy degree and come we on, go man. get a good job and we got to make sure that it's got good health benefits. Don't forget that. 401k, <laughs> things like that, right? So um, one thing that we forget, first of all, is we forget at what cost. At yeah. what cost was it for you to get the apple bit soup behind your name? Okay. Mm -hmm. Second of all, it's very hard to say that you've made it when there's a glass ceiling. It is also very challenging when someone has your time, your money, and your peace in their hands. Mm -hmm. So I'm not disrespecting the field of nursing. I'm not disrespecting my journey. Uh, This has been a wonderful journey. But what I want to do is change what we call the paradigm of nursing. We need to change the mindset and the mentality. One thing we're not taught in nursing school is entrepreneurship. If if, if they teach it, um, some schools teach a little bit, but it's very, very minimal. Mm -hmm. Um, We're taught to how to be very good employees, how to clock in and and clock back out. Okay. Uh, How to follow orders and not buck the system. Okay. Mm -hmm. So part of that is the corporate enslavement. The corporate enslavement is I'm going to give you a hot dog party or a pizza party oh, because wow. y'all have made your metrics for this week. Or mm-hmm. better yet, I'm going to give you uh, a 5% raise. So on mm-hmm. your check, now you're going to make an extra dollar and 50 cents per hour. And so we think we've made it. Like that's I'm the right. first one out of college. I uh, The first one that's got a master's degree. I done made my six figures. We've made it, right? That's Again, right. It's very hard uh, when someone has control over your money and your time and your freedom. Okay. So one of the reasons why I switched into entrepreneurship as well as uh, started to try to help black nurses specifically understand their power within nursing is because I got tired. I got tired of people telling me what to do every cotton pick and it didn't make sense. I have a respect for authority. But don't disrespect me in the process. And I, I'm, I'm a good, solid employee. I'm going to come. I'm going to work. I don't do everything perfect. Of course not. But right. one thing that got me kind of messed up with nursing was I would constantly bring up these different things like, hey, you know, that's not safe for the patient or mm-hmm. you're, you're putting our license in jeopardy or whatever. And then all of a sudden that script flipped on me. Now you right. become a problem child because now you're speaking out against What we've always done. Right. Right. What we've always done. So Mm -hmm. when that started happening, I started realizing that, you know what? I am valuable and I can create a bigger, larger impact internationally by doing my own thing. And not Mm -hmm. only by doing my own thing does it create that type of peace and freedom, but what it also does is it shows other nurses what is possible, what you can do. If I can show you, if if I could take our nursing mindset and mentality, and I can show you how you can use that skill set and combine it with entrepreneurship, you can have international impact, which extends further than the bedside. But part of it is trying to get us to understand that we have that power. A lot of people don't really realize that. That's the thing about it. They don't. They don't. And but I think a lot of, especially when it comes to 
people of color, you don't naturally see at the very uh, initiation of nursing, you see people that don't look like you. Right. So you don't, you, you already being conditioned of being the minority and being silent and things of that nature. And um, if you was on the other end of the spectrum, I think you would be more boisterous. If you had an example in front of you, um, my teacher say, if you give me one, one teacher, I can make a hundred teachers. Meaning if I give you one person that look like Barry Coleman, I can make a hundred of them because he going to pay the way for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And because a lot of times the people that do make it, they don't reach back. Um, the younger generations don't have nothing to pull from. Sure. But like it's a reason why when you go, when you were little, uh, you learn about Joe Washington being the first president. Mm-hmm. You, you, uh, certain certain uh, population, they see people that look like them and they and they thoroughly teach them about their people. Right. And they um they see that. That their people were successful, and then they feel like, shoot, if they were successful at the very least, I can be successful. Absolutely. But if you look at your your um, past ancestors, and you just look at them as a, you know, a servant, you know, you kind of feel like, you know, that's, that's you, it. you, it, it's very easy for you to look at look at them at a, as a uh, servant level uh, individual and not as a boss. Right. So it, it's a it's a mindset that you have to that you have to break, and some people are open minded to that, and some are not. Yeah, it's yeah. it's 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 challenging and it's difficult. Um, it's definitely a challenge that I face sometimes because another thing about nursing is we have it quote unquote we have it pretty good, right? And we get comfortable in that. When you get comfortable in something, it doesn't challenge you to go past it, right? It's just just like working out, right? Like one of the reasons why people don't want to work out is because you got to get a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You got to, right? So with nursing, especially if I I have a new nurse entrepreneur, new business is challenging. Business in general is challenging. So a lot of people don't want to do it at all because they like, in my comfort level, my comfort level is, well, if I want a new bag or I want to go on a new trip, then all I got to do is go flip a couple of shifts and I can pay for that. Right. So the comfortable thing, this is what keeps us in nursing at the bedside level. A lot of times mm-hmm. is because it's, it's comfortable and it's familiar, even if it means killing yourself for 12 hours, you at least know I'm going to get a decent salary and I'm going to go get that bag or I'm going to get a decent salary and I'm going to go take that trip. Mm-hmm. So in order to do something different or in order to do entrepreneurship, you have to get outside of what the comfort level looks like. And that is challenging. Very challenging. It is. Uh, most folks don't want to do it. They don't. I know, I, I know when I was trying to get into the operating room, I went and did my own. Uh, I was from Mobile and I went, uh, I moved my family up to um, Nashville. Man, I got a lot of pushback from family. Really? You know, why, why you want to go up to yep. Nashville? Did that and there? I'm That's like, another thing. They're right I, there. Hey, I this is a career choice for me. Yep. Hey, I'm a young. Hey, look on call it what it is. I'm a young black male. I'm not trying to knock nobody head off to try to try to do something and make an earning in this in this life. I I almost felt like you should be trying to support me. 
Right. Cause I mean, it's plenty of black males you can look up. Hey, all you gotta do is go to the jail house. You see plenty of guys that look like me. So I'm trying to do some positive with my life. You know why not support me? And right. I, I thought it was some pushback going to Nashville, boy. When I moved out to Nashville, I mean the California, you would have thought I had sold my soul to the devil. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah, I, 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 that's right. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But you know, that is uh well, a couple of things about that too. Come on. Sometimes um, you know, culturally as well as generationally, sometimes we can only go as far as we we know, you know. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's the most horrible thing. It's it's like for instance, with my family. You know, my mother, my father, they both worked, made honest living and stuff like that. But they didn't really teach us good, solid things about entrepreneurship and investing. Mm-hmm. They mentioned it here and there, but they weren't, they weren't the, the example. They weren't doing it. You know what I mean? Right. It wasn't until I got older and I started putting my money in specific places to try to make it grow. And I got a little pushback, like, wait a minute, we're not supposed to be using credit cards. And I'm like, yeah, we should. Actually, we should use credit cards. They actually are going to give you better benefits than using a debit card. But we don't know that because culturally we've been taught, oh, don't put your money there. Oh, don't trust the man. Don't trust this. Don't trust that. You know what I mean? So we we especially our generation of people are in a very, very um, precious time frame where we can change the mindset, not only of nursing, but culturally as a whole. We can change the mindset and, and show them what. This is what the example looks like for a young black male, a young black female making it honestly and having intelligence to go in and and launch that business, go in and command that room, go in and be the CNO of the hospital. This is what the example looks like. And we have a responsibility to show other people this is a different way. And this way works right here, too. Right. Hey, that's that's beautiful. Hey, I'm I'm gonna say this now. To me, you seem like a very ambitious person, um, very uh charismatic. I, I would love to see you as my nurse. <laughs> um, how do you balance, you know, your work life with you being so passionate about your work and your home life? So, a couple of things. First off, I'm in full 100% entrepreneurship. Mm. Okay. So, um. I currently do not work as a nurse for a facility outside of my own businesses. Mm-hmm. Okay. How do I balance it? I don't know how I balance it because I got a lot <laughs> going on. Okay. <laughs> but here's the thing. Even with the amount of stuff that I have going on, it's imperative to create boundaries. It's imperative to create mm-hmm. systems and take time for your self-care. That's one of the most important things that we miss out on because we just keep going, 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 going until we give out. So it is important for us to be surrounded by good, solid, like-minded individuals that will call you out on your stuff, but also uplift you and support you. So how do I balance everything that I have going on? By the grace of God. That's how I balance it, okay? (laughs) By the grace, okay? (laughs) It is a lot. It is a lot. I'm not going to lie, but um, I, I have help. I have people that help me out. And I've created systems in place that help as well. And look, my my goal for 2022 is, is to automate and create more boundaries and more systems in order to free <laughs> out free up more of my time. But oh, I want to say this specifically for nurses. If you're still at the bedside or you're working at a facility or something of that nature, 
Mm-hmm. It is it is really important to take care of yourself first. Yes. First. It is not selfish at all. I spent a lot of time working a lot of hours. I got there early, stayed there late, went to the meetings, all of that stuff. And the funny part about it is one year, probably about 2009-ish, I found myself in HR. And I found myself with by my job being threatened. They say, you know, your uh, your nursing skill set is not in question. Um, your patients are safe, all of that. But it's your attitude. Well, first of all, why is my attitude so bad? Is my attitude bad because we are short staffed and y'all are hurting patients in here left and right? And we, we're literally getting patients ready in the hallway, in the, um, the guest area. We're starting IVs around the corner. Is that why my attitude is bad? And we've told y'all time and time again that this is unsafe. Mm-hmm. Is, is that why? So it was at that day. It was at that moment that I realized that I, I got to start doing things, looking out for me first. I got to start making decisions that impact me first, and then I could push out to the community, right? So right. that's a part of the self-care. We have to do things that take care of us first. Right. If you're working, the bag is good, and I get it. Travel nursing bag is even better, and I get it. People racking up. But at what cost? Are you going to be able to spend that money? Are you going to be able to invest that money? Are you going to be healthy enough to even enjoy it? Are they going to threaten to take your job and your license? Like, what is the cost of just going, 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 and not creating a boundary for yourself and taking care of you? What is the cost of that? And is it really worth it? Mm, I got you. All right. All right. Hey, I, I, I love that. I love that. Also, most time we, uh, especially... Society and not only, not only society, the nurses, they look at just uh, how much I'm gonna get paid on Friday, and not the mental and the social uh, aspect to you know breaking those amount of hours and things of that nature. Because sometimes I'm gonna be honest, with you, I get caught up in it. Absolutely, so I, it's yeah, human nature. I, yeah, it's human nature. I, I, I work 50, 60 hours a week, so when I do have some off time, oh my god. I do indulge, and when I say I indulge, I define, I, you look up the word indulge, and you'll find my face. <laughs> so, hey. I, you'll I be enjoy, there, huh? Oh, man, I enjoy life. That's As you should. Time. Yeah. So, uh, I want you to, um, we're going to try to wrap this up. Uh, it's been a great interview, but one thing I would like for you to give to the new nurses out there, I bet you had someone, what's some advice you would give to a person that's looking to get into nursing? Um, Definitely, first and foremost, uh, do your research. Do your research. Uh, Don't just hop into it because it looks like the glamorous thing to do. Nursing is is challenging. It it is challenging. It will will challenge you in all aspects of your life, emotionally, physically, mentally, everything, spiritually. Um, There's only so much death, dying, illness, and sickness that a a human really should Take, you know what I mean? So nursing is now this is the thing about it. We dress it up and we we make it look good, right? We That's look right. Good, like we look good in our new Nikes and our Come on, scrubs and you know, everything. <laughs> hey, we damage. We right. damage goods to be honest. Right, right, right. And there's a lot that that uh comes into play with it. So do your mm. research. You you need to talk to a lot of people. 
talk to right. a multitude of nurses, uh, get an idea of kind of what where you want to go. I always tell them, look, um, are you talking about you? You said someone entering into nursing, correct? Yeah, somebody okay. that's entering in, uh, first semester going into the field, or somebody that's thinking about, hey, you know, I might need a career change, or a high school student that say, hey, I don't have no vision, but uh, you know, I listening to her and and, and she's. Are encouraging me or she's motivating me to think along the lines of, I want to be a nurse. So I do the research, obviously. Um, I I always recommend um, those interested, you need to, I would apply to as many as I can locally to try. If if you have a, a community college, I would do, take as much as you can on the community college level because at the end of the day, two plus two is four, no matter if you're at a college or a university, period. Do not spend and waste your money if you don't have to, okay? That's right. I would second, oh, well, look, I think I'm on third, fourth. I would also <laughs> say, um, so not only, well, at least in East Texas and when I got into nursing, it was super, super, super competitive. I mean, I, we had people spending a night on the lawn of the college campus to get into the prerequisites, not even the nursing program, the prerequisites to enter into the nursing program. It was just that competitive. So that's why I say, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Apply to several locally, just in case you don't get in one, you don't have to wait another whole year and a half to try to get into the one you're trying to get into, right? Right. Um, I would say, take advantage of all the resources that you can. If it's long... if you can enter into the profession early and you still at home, you still have help, you can stay on your parents' insurance or something like that, take advantage. One of the biggest things that has helped me in my entire nursing career was when I entered into nursing school, My I was on my dad's, um, not his insurance, not his insurance, but he had a tuition reimbursement at his job. Oh, was he in the military? No, no, no. He worked for a corporation, but they offered tuition reimbursement for him and his dependents. One of the biggest, best things that I've ever done in my entire life financially was to take advantage of his tuition reimbursement. I've been to nursing school three times and I have zero college debt. I've never taken out a loan at one time. I went to a community college. I used tuition reimbursement, three degrees. If you can do something like that, take advantage of it. It will help you financially throughout your process. Learn as much as you can. Get as much resources as you can. Go in it understanding it's going to be challenging, but nothing worth having is not worth working for. Okay? It is going to make you question your entire life. Like, why the hell am I doing this? Why? <laughs> Why? It's going to make you question that, but understand there's what three, four million nurses in the United States. Right. Like it's doable. People right. graduate, they pass the right. every day. That's and right. we all had we got we all got the story. We all got the story of nursing school almost took me out, either mentally right. or physically. <laughs> okay. That's right. So understand that it is it is hard. You mm-hmm. may fail, mm-hmm. you may flunk, uh, but that ain't the end of the story. You may not pass NCLEX on the first time. That's not the end of the story. I know tons of very successful, very good nurses that fail NCLEX twice. And you would have thought they would have been out. No, they just kept going. <laughs> just like that. Hey, hey brother Coleman, he won, he won of them. Listen. He won of them. And I ain't here to brag a boast, but it ain't fit to my paycheck come Friday. 
Come on. Hey, come on. Come on. Hey, well, hey, I want to uh, go ahead and try to end this uh, show here, but I got some questions that I like to end the show with. All right. So when you drive it in to work, who do you like to be banging on your your uh, music stereo? Oh, man. Um, I am a music person, period. Anything that I'm, I'm pretty flexible. It doesn't matter. Anything from 90s hip hop and R&B, uh, mm-hmm. it, any hip hop and R&B. I like some of the oldies. I mm-hmm. like um, yeah, a tad bit of pop here and there, but I, I'm a I'm an R&B hip hop person, period. So whoever, whatever pops up, I'm good with. Whether okay. whether we sing in Mary J. Blige one day, whether we sing in Missy Elliott one day, whether we do it Jay-Z, whether we do it Texas, uh, Dirty South, H-Town type music, <laughs> whether we do it UGK, it doesn't matter to me, okay? <laughs> I like I, it all. I, okay, okay. So uh, what are some activities that you like to do during COVID? You know, I love sports. I love sports. I'm a foodie. Hold on, hold on. You can't say sports. I play college basketball, so I'm going to ask you. you like I've, football, I've played basketball? Almost, yes, I've played almost every sport, except for I have not played tennis and I have not done golf, but almost everything else I've done. Okay. So I'm a fan of, I'm a fan specifically of the NBA, the NFL. I was a college football person. I'm not quite as much anymore just because I'm kind of busy or whatever, but um, track and field for sure. Olympics, stuff like that. Name one thing you would tell your younger self. Uh, a few things. I would tell my younger self to believe in myself. Mm-hmm. Come on. Be more assertive. Mm-hmm. Stand up. Stand up for what you know. Um, right. I would remind my younger self that there are seasons. And... Once something has passed its expiration date, it's time to move around, whether that's relationships, whether that's jobs, whatever it is. Because I've, I've stayed in situations far past the expiration date. And, and, and milk gets sour when it gets so, yeah, when it gets uh, past the expiration date. Are you talking about like relationships? Or I mean, you talk, what, what are you talking about here? Like Both relationships and both jobs, both. Those two things <laughs> I have identified that I've identified times where I should have walked away and stayed way further, way past the expiration date of it. What experience led you to that moment? Uh, I mean, you know, when one one of the most important experiences of my life was in 2012. I was in Mm -hmm. a challenging, difficult relationship and I was working in a very challenging, difficult position at the job. And I was at emotional rock bottom at that point. Mm. And I didn't realize it until you get out of it and look back and like, dang, you was a hot mess, right? I was at emotional rock bottom. But the the difference in that time versus all the other times prior, all the other relationships, all the other jobs, all of the other things that have happened to me along the way Mm -hmm. is I put my foot down and I said, I'm not going to go into another year feeling like I feel right now. And I made, I made that promise to myself that we won't be here again. And when I made that promise to myself, I got rid of a lot of things out of my life. I launched, I launched my very first business in 2012. 
Mm. Uh, the following year, I started traveling. I cut my hair off. I <laughs> lost a lot of weight. I lost like 20, 25 pounds. Like it was a, it was a whole <laughs> reaper. I, I, um, uh, hey, I got to ask you a question. Why every black woman, when she changed her hairdo, she trying to change her man or circumstances? Why is that? Listen, I don't know. I, w- I was going natural at the time and it, it required me to cut and it was time. Look, I need to cut my hair and cut everybody else loose too. Same thing. All right. Sometimes you just got to cut and keep it moving. <laughs> and that's what I did. <laughs> oh, my God. That is. Got tired. <laughs> okay. I, I, ain't nothing wrong with that. Hey. All right. Uh, I would like to say hey, it's been a great interview. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm going to be honest with you. I got to have you back on. And I want to have, like, uh, just to give you a, a little invite in the audience, um, it's going to come a point. I want to get to the point of asking some nurses in the profession that's high up, what is the dating game when you're a nurse? <laughs> and I... <laughs> hey. I heard you make a noise, so I ain't gonna I ain't gonna indulge right now. But you know, I would like, you know, I would like to hear the female perspective and I can give the male perspective. So I, I just would like to, I would love to be a fly on the wall to hear a black woman. I mean, not even just a black woman, a female perspective about her dating and telling someone that she's a nurse, especially. In this time period when people are being laid off and uh, nurses are viewed upon as someone that can provide for right. them. Right. So, hey, I, I want you to say your answer. I'm going to have you back oh, on. Okay. Okay. <laughs> when that time, the episode come up, maybe it be one or uh, part one or part two. I'm going to have you on and I would love to hear your episode. You need to do a, a panel. You oh, have to have a panel oh, episode for sure. I'm, I'm going to have multiple panels. Yeah. I'm going to have a panel on um, such and such day and time, and then I'm going to have another one. And I just want to hear what y'all got to say. Because I know y'all have a um, y'all have several different experiences, and uh, it would be great to hear for those that's young, younger than y'all. It would be. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Okay. So, hey, before I let you off, I want you, uh, I want to let you know that I appreciate you taking our time and your busy schedule. Um, name one nurse that should be on our show, on my ooh, show. Ooh, 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 ooh. One nurse that should be on your show. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I got a, I got a whole, I have a 20,000 community of nurses. Okay. I got to, I got to pick one. I, I have a perfect one. I got okay. a perfect one. You got a perfect one? Okay. Yeah. Her name is April McGraw. And the reason why you should interview her is because she is a, a nephrology nurse and a nephrology patient. Oh. And she she has been on dialysis and gone through the whole spectrum. Dialysis, uh, hemodialysis, peritoneal dialysis, kidney transplant, all of that. Um starting in her teenage years and she went and got her I want to say either LVN or ADN and went back and got her BSN so she does both she's 
patient as well as the nurse in that space. She would be a very good one to interview because one thing we don't talk about is we don't talk about nurses uh, with chronic diseases who have to try to manage the two things. All right, Ms. Uh, Aviana, uh, your name your name is uh, beautiful as you are as Thank a you. person. You know, it's been a great interview. I'm not going to hold you up any longer. If anybody wants to reach out to you, where can they find you and what's your social media handle? So I think the best one would be um, Black Nurse Entrepreneurs across all social media platforms. So Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, as well as Facebook. Um, Any Black nurse interested in launching, building, or growing their entrepreneurial endeavors, uh, please feel free to join our Facebook group. We would love to have you. It's very uplifting, motivating. You get to see some boss nurses. I mean, killing the game, 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 game. Killing the game. IV hydration, Airbnb, CPR, CNA schools. Some of my, I got two or three nurses that have opened their own independent nursing schools. Let that marinate because we didn't we didn't too much hear about that. They have LBN programs. Yes, sir. Yeah, we killing it, killing it. Okay, lots, yeah. lots, and lots and lots of businesses. But at the end of the day, you know, we want to provide that environment to show you what's possible. Use your nursing skills to do something different that maybe uh, will. I mean, just really go across the whole entire world, creating a different level of impact. That's huge. So um, I would like to tell you, thank you for your time. Um, for those that's all tuning in, I would like for you to share this episode with your friends and family. And hey, you've been locked into another episode of Understanding the Nursing Game podcast.